Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Scott here from Woke Societies, here to drop another episode of amazing content. How is everybody doing out there today? It's uh, it's weird. It's been a weird two days for me, especially because I have not been working. But good news, um, I'm going back to work tomorrow. I'm not getting laid off as of yet. It's a fluid situation, so we're gonna have to see how it's going. But as of right now, I'm only having a four day work week. Wednesdays off and weekends off. So my schedule is definitely changing a lot. But good news is I'm going to have more off time to uh, do videos like this. Video today is going to be a quick hitter, just bouncing around the uh, Twitter world, the QAnon world, conspiracy world, whatever you want to call it, and just dropping in, keeping everyone updated as best as I can on the news that's happening and all the craziness. And of course, we're going to be talking about the coronavirus, not a shocker. And a lot of political stuff, and we're going to end the show with a with a wholly different story, totally different topic, as far as uh, just some anti gravity tech and a story of somebody that was a predecessor, a protege of what's his face? Oh my gosh, Nikola Tesla. There we go. We're going to talk about a man that was his um, protege of him and his cool story and what happened to him, and as far as the technology that he was trying to get implemented into the public sector but was shut down not surprising so as we all know let's go to do the essentials here this is the youtube woke society's channel like share comment subscribe tell everybody tell your friends and family about this channel get it out there organically hit that like button ladies and gentlemen you don't understand how important that is that is why i say it in front of and say it every episode so this gets out organically we are absolutely killing it the live streams are killing it Love where this channel is going. Go to my Patreon. Become a Patreon and up your fandom. You can donate as little as a dollar a month. That is $12 a year. It all goes back into supporting this channel. Go to my wokesocieties.com webpage. The links with all the podcasting platforms are there. So you can download my content on the go. And if you guys haven't seen, there is a new store tab here on my webpage, which brings you directly to my products page, which has all my new woke and Q gear and your swag there. And there's some cool stuff. So check it out, check all that out. And of course my personal favorite, which you guys probably have seen already is the woke society's official mug. I love this. I don't even have one myself. You have to get one for my brother, but it's there. So check that out. And of course you guys can always check out my bit shoot and go to my paypal.me to send a one-time gift. If you'd like to make a donation to the show. All right, so amid all this coronavirus hysteria, everything going on with that, there was some. Bi- there was a big tweet here that I want to start with from Trump talking about Michael, General Michael Flynn, the American hero. So he re- he reads here. So now it is reported that after destroying his life and the life of his wonderful family, and many others also, the FBI, working in conjunction with the Justice Department, has lost has lost. That's in quotations. The records of General Michael Flynn. How convenient. I am strongly considering a full pardon. Now, this is big. We've, Anons have known, right, for a very long time. Q, Q has told us that he was going, He's General Flynn has been always sitting comfy. Always sitting comfy. And we haven't really worried about him. And it's the same kind of thing with Julian Assange. Q has told us not to worry. Everything is under control. And the crazy thing is here, Praying Medic dropped here on the uh, Twitter, right on, on the same tweet for uh, Trump here. 
posted at 129 Eastern on 315. And this must have been, if Praying Medic is driving, this was a 129 on the watch and the 315 date on a separate picture of a watch, but all the same type of watch with the pen next to it. Not sure if there's any significance to that, but either way, big Q proof talking about General Flynn. And we always see these coincidences. So there we have that. So that is something that's coming. That is something that's definitely coming here. And we'll just have to wait and see because every, this is everyone's talking about the coronavirus. So I wanted to uh, fl- throw that in there to start the show just to get that out of the way. So, and on top of this, we have here from Enoch on Twitter during the 30 day travel ban, we have on, he gives a list here of dates and things that uh, Q has dropped here. So he makes a quick, quick, nice list here. So on January 30th, 2017, DOJ exonerates Flynn in memo. 32818, Q references Flynn done in 30, 30 days later. 42718, Q states Flynn is safe, done in 30. 130 on uh, just this past month, uh, January, DOJ relents, seeks probation. 13020, Q thinks DOJ stated coincidences, coincidences are fun, January 30th. And this is where this comes from 129 and 315. And the Twitter, this matches right up to exactly what Trump was reporting on. Absolutely amazing. So these coincidences never surprise me anymore, but I just love to throw them. It's just more fuel. Like this is this is a legit operation. Legit operation. And I love it. So another quick article here from the Washington Examiner. This is in regards to Antifa. House Democrats reject GOP amendment adding Antifa to domestic terrorism prevention bill. What a surprise, right? The Dems still have yet and anywhere, and even in the past months, six, seven months, they have yet to denounce Antifa as a domestic terrorist group. The same ones that if you say you support any kind of conservatism or Trump or anything that they do not agree with, they literally will attack you and beat you. But hey, But hey, they're not terrorists, though. They're just, you know, they're expressing their rights. The House Judiciary Committee passed a bill on Wednesday that would establish offices in the Justice and Homeland Security Departments dedicating to rooting out domestic terrorist threats, but rejected a Republican amendment that would have added language about Antifa. The bill introduced by Democrats aims to bolster the federal government's response to a rise in white supremacist and far right wing extremist activity in the United States. These are reasonable, measured policies to help focus the federal government's resources on the threats that continue to terrorize and kill Americans, said Chairman Jerry Nadler. Representative Ken Buck, a Republican, called the bill one-sided as he introduced an amendment that would add Antifa and other far-left extremist groups to the bill. While at least they were upfront about it, unlike Nancy Pelosi that was trying to slip in the uh, abortion bill that was going into also the same coronavirus bill that we found out yesterday. At least they are upfront about it and not a snake. There is at least an equal level of hate, violence, and terror coming from the political left directed at conservatives and people who support the president, Buck said. At its core, the people perpetrating these acts are using the same tactics as white supremacists. Buck introduced an amendment that listed more than 80 incidents of violence tied to Antifa and other left-wing extremists and warned Democrats the Republican-controlled Senate would not pass the domestic terrorism bill without his amendment attached. If we are serious about attacking white supremacism, which I absolutely want to do and did as a prosecutor, let's make this bipartisan, he said. So it looks like this is a work in progress, 
But either way, we have still have yet to see any of the uh, Democrats on stage debating, and nobody, nobody taught, has, no one's announced them. We have AOC, nobody has announced them, all of them. So, speaking of the debates, I didn't watch them last night, but I was just waiting, waiting and seeing because I knew it would come. The audio clips and visual clips of these two idiots going back and forth and messing up their words. And I'm just going to show you some clips here. These are absolutely hilarious. This is from Joe Biden last night. It's a quick, this first one's quick. Uh, Joe Biden coughs directly into his hand while answering the first question. And don't get me wrong. Nowadays, especially everything's hyped up. When you cough, cover your mouth, obviously. But it's just the fact that it, this was the very first question, very, very beginning of the debate. And this is how it started. It's just funny to me. What do you say to the American people who are confronting this new reality? First of all, my heart goes out to those <coughs> who have already lost someone. <laughs> so it's a quick one. I told you. He coughs into his hand and he just sounds like a sickly man. And... Um, Someone commented, don't shake hands with Dave. And it's very true. So that is how, that's how it started. But as we go along here, look, the, the word, the word, the word soup, the word soup that these two were using, they couldn't even get the coronavirus right. Um, the tweet, the next tweet here, that's with the attached video, which I'm going to play for you guys, says, good thing there was no audience there to challenge brilliant, articulate Joe Biden, Biden's answer to ask what NN1H1 virus is he talking about i expect the response would have been entertaining if not informative so here we go take a listen you can do that we did that we've been through this before with the coronavirus we've been through this before um, excuse me we've been through this oh, oh not the coronavirus that's happening now joe this before with uh dealing with the viruses that the n1h15 as well as what happened in africa we provided the as well as what happened in africa <laughs> you mean ebola the man cannot get his viruses straight. These hospitals dealing with these great pandemics, and we were able to do it quickly. And people would have, can do that. We did that. We've been through this before with the coronavirus. We've been through this before. Um, excuse me. We've been through this before with uh, dealing with the viruses that the N1H15, as well as what happened in Africa. We provided these hospitals dealing with these great pandemics, and we were able to do it quickly. Like, guys, guys, is this really happening? Is this, this is going to be your supposed future leader if, if he's to beat out Trump? It's a joke. Absolute joke. But it's not just Joe Biden. It's not just Joe Biden. It's also Bernie. Watch this one. For example, he came along and said, I got a great idea. Let's, well, you can tell Senator me. Senator Sanders. The Ebola crisis, in my view, exposes the dysfunctionality of our healthcare system. <laughs> the Ebola outbreak is the responsible for the current situation in our financial and our problems. I got to listen to it again just one more time. For example, he came along and said, I got a great idea. Let's, well, you're going to tell Senator me. Sanders. The Ebola crisis, in my view, exposes the dysfunctionality of our healthcare system. For example, you can't. <laughs> you guys, you guys can't make this up. It's seriously, it's it's so entertaining. Um, I got rid of cable. I mean, I'm sure this was live streamed uh, somewhere on YouTube. I could have watched, but I just I don't want to waste my time. I just let all the other people do all the work, and 
they can put these clips out there and I just collect them and just have a laugh. And I can show you guys as well. But the, this is this is what's going on right now. It's an absolute joke. It's a joke fest. Biden, I'm sure Biden said already promised he's going to have a woman running mate, which we're all anticipating. Could it be Hillary? Could it be uh, Big Mike? Could it be who knows? But that's probably going to be the plan and works. And we'll see. We'll have to see what happens. But until then, I don't know. I just don't know. But here's some laughs here on a, on a uh, Monday while we're all being quarant- self-quarantining ourselves. So as this one comes out, this is a this is from the Epic Times. Chinese regime ramps up global propaganda on coronavirus pandemic. The Chinese Communist Party has ramped up its propaganda efforts to control the narrative surrounding the novel coronavirus by rejecting criticism and painting a picture that Beijing is effectively handing out, handling the outbreak. The regime's propaganda has gone through several phases, first ignoring the severity of the outbreak, then creating positive coverage, and now blaming the United States. And yes, that is true. Um, there was a thread that I was going to cover on my live stream, but I didn't have enough time for it. Um, there are narratives now saying that visitors that originally came from the United States, the one that brought over this virus when we all know it originated in Wuhan. But this is, again, the communist propaganda party that is just now starting to shovel this crap to the to the Chinese people. Internal government documents obtained by the Epic Times have highlighted how the regime bungled its data, its data tracking and censored discussions of the outbreak, fueling the virus's spread. And the thing is, I, wa- I keep reminding people that the Chinese people, they aren't stupid. Some of them are brainwashed, but for the majority of them, they know what's going on. But what can they do? They live in that fascist country where if they say anything, every single thing is monitored, it's tracked on their phones. They can just get ta- they, they're taken away and they disappear. That's what happens. Obviously, if there was something going on like that over here, it would be the same thing. We know what's going on, but, you know, this is a case, if God forbid, we lost our guns. And yes, this is the only kind of situation where I could see that happening. But you guys get my point. High-ranking communist authorities have pushed a handful of talking points to deflect blame, including that the origin of the virus isn't clear and may have come from the United States, a conspiracy recently pushed by Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesman Zhao Lajin. The virus first emerged in the central Chinese city of Wuhan, which we already know. Zhao wrote on Twitter on March 12th, when did patient zero begin in U.S.? How many people are infected? What are the names of the hospitals? It might be U.S. Army. Who brought the epidemic to Wuhan? Be transparent. Make public your data. U.S. You owe us an explanation. And you see how they're trying to mold the narrative here. They are blaming military, um, the ground zero visitor. They must have come from from the United States. Because the Chinese people are pissed. They're pissed off. They want answers because this is it's been an absolute shit show over there. Beijing has also pushed the narrative that its efforts to contain the virus bought the international community time to repair. So that they're painting China as these these people that we should be thanking for giving them for having them go through what they went through, giving the rest of the country, the rest of the world time to prepare for this supposed really bad virus. So this is what they're. This is the propaganda that they're shoveling. So with the official Twitter account, China's Ministry of Foreign Affairs writing that China's endeavor to combating the epidemic has bought time for international preparedness. Our contribution is there for all to see. So, yes, China, you guys are heroes. Thank you for starting this shit, and thank you for pretty much making this into a bioweapon, which we know exa- that's exactly what it was. We know what it was. 
And because the Chinese people are hot, angry, and they're demanding fundamental political change, and so China needs to change the subject to show that the Communist Party is leading the defense and molding the narrative as we expect them to do. So that that's where we're at with that. And I'm, these stories are already emerging, and I'm, and I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if the mainstream media at this point will start shoveling kind of not kind of the same um, narratives, but spinning this so it maybe could have possibly came America and linking this as negative cover for Trump. That's that's how it always turns out. That's how it always turns out to be. So, And this tweet here from Jordan Sather, it's a link to, it says, oh, great, Moderna is already shipping out their coronavirus vaccines and testing it experimentally beginning today by, oh, great, I mean, I'll pass, hashtag reject the poison. And this is true. There are already vaccines coming um, to be used for test patients. And I believe this is going to be in the Seattle, Washington area. And uh, Jordan here is from Washington State, so he would know all about this. But either way, the fact that this vaccine was made so fast, do you think it passed all the standards? Because we know with vaccines that a lot of them normally don't even pass the uh, standards that, that they have to go through. And this one is of severe importance. So do you think they're just pushing something through that we could finally, that could end up, you know, having issues months, years later that could affect people in a negative way? Either way, I wouldn't want anything to do with it. I wouldn't want any needles of any of this crap going into my body at all, at all. So let's throw in this Baron W. Trump post. This is why I posted on my social media later that, hey, Maybe he'll run in 2036. Maybe it'll be Trump forever. Who knows? But he said, hey, Hillary, the coronavirus is going to testify against you. Work your magic and suicide it. And I I saw this and I shared it everywhere. Absolutely hilarious because Hillary Clinton here tweeting on March 9th. Everybody from the prison on down needs to be focused on two things. How to prevent the spread and how to support state and local officials, blah, 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 blah. What she's already doing. She's already doing. She's still butthurt that she lost the election almost four years ago. So, But kudos to uh, Trump here showing a little bit of his dad's side, trolling the evil queen that we all want to be thrown into Gitmo. Again, he said, hey, Hillary, the coronavirus is going to testify against you. Work your magic and suicide it. And we would all be grateful and thankful for that. But either way, Barron's got some balls just like his father does. Love it. And the story that we're going to come here... The story that I have titled this episode is this this was a little crazy. There were rumors going around yesterday that there was going to be bans on interstate travel and that there was going to be a national quarantine. And this was big because we get our especially for my job, we get our products from Jersey. So we have we have a truck driver that goes down, gets the product, goes to Jersey and comes back here to New York with it, and then we load our trucks, then we go on our merry way. And this was being spread out everywhere. And this was the national, this was originally from, where are here, the U.S. Health and Human Service Department. This was a tweet and there was also text messages. So there was a cyber attack that was putting these tweets out and it caused a lot of panic. And after, you know, a couple of hours, this department realized they were attacked and they were trying to do damage control. But right here, HHS was hit by a cyber attack last night. Sources tell me multiple incidents of hacking the health and human services department suffered a cyber attack on its computer system sunday night during the nation's response to the coronavirus pandemic the attack appears to have been intended to slow the agency's systems down which we all know we all have our opinions on this virus but either way 
whatever it is, this it's not good. It's not good to so directly attack these agencies and what, what services that pose, you know, who knows who could have done this. But the National Security Council's tweet on Sunday night was related to HH, HHS hacking and, re, and release of disinformation per sources the government realized Sunday there has been a cyber intrusion and false information was circulating. And the story was originally here uh, from Bloomberg.com. And here they are. The NSC said text message rumors of national quarantine are fake. There are no national lockdowns. CDC government has and will continue to post the latest guidance on COVID-19. Hashtag coronavirus. And this is the article. I won't read into it too much. Uh, it's pretty much the same things that she just wrote in her tweet. Again, I'll link, link this in the description below. And this was kind of disgusting to me. Now, I don't know if you guys heard. I don't know if you guys have the app TikTok. I just got it. I might start using it to, um, you know, reach the younger audience because it seems there's a lot of younger people on there. So I've been on it. And there was somebody today. um, There's this girl. I don't know. She's probably in her young 20s. I don't have the video to show here. Nor do I really want to show you. She is starting. You know, everyone knows about the Tide Pod uh, challenge where kids were eating Tide Pods and it causes huge this whole thing uh, with Tide and these videos going viral. She was trying to, she was in an either in an airport bathroom or she was on a on an actual airplane, but she was licking the rims of the toilets, and she was saying hashtag coronavirus challenge, and it was so disturbing. And it's like. These things don't surprise me, but when you see this, it's like, how, who, are, what, who is raising this person? Who's raising this girl? It's, it's unbelievable. But here in this video, which I want to show everybody, this I don't know who this performer is. There's a lot of young people here, a lot of young girls, and you're going to see here. The, uh, the quote here in the tweet says, give me your coronavirus, and you'll hear it at the end of the video. Take a watch. So for the ones here on the podcast, there's this performer here. She takes a bottle of water and she's taught, you can't really hear what she's saying, but she's saying something about the virus and uh, we'll just continue here for a moment. So now she's got water in her mouth. She takes the water that's left in the bottle. Now she's just throwing it all of her fans here. And the girl, I don't know if it's the one filming it, but you can hear it. She said, give me your coronavirus. I, I just, I, I, I don't know, guys. I'm at, a, I'm at a loss. I'm at a complete loss. I don't understand, like, I don't know. I really don't have much more to say on it besides that, <laughs> but this is this is what we're looking at. This is what we're looking at here. So, to end, uh, let's see here. So we have Enoch here. This was in regards also to the virus, and oh, let me actually let me give you some more guys more context. So Trump here tweeted a video here. It looks like made by the the White House Council, um, talking about um, keep washing your hands. You know, keeping sanitary. I'm gonna play the video here. Um, but it's very interesting to hear. I think it's at moment 21. Yeah, 21 seconds in, you see a Q pop up under the shield with a plus. Let's take a look. And 
notice too on the stop here, it's in kill, it's in the kill boxes. How you know how Q drops their post? Stop is in the kill boxes here. You can barely see. I try catching it, but. Let me find, there's another picture here. Yes, I have it right here. So I just blew it up on the screen here for everybody. It says, do you believe in coincidence? And the original post here, we have dates December 12th, 2018. And the tr this was yesterday, March 15th, 2020. And the original post when Q said on December 12th, confirmed O made into a Q more to find over time, happy hunting. And these, to me, are like Easter eggs. Just, you know, the Q, I think Q does have some fun with this, for sure. And we saw this, the uh, Q with the tape. Um, we saw this with the Q baby at one of the, the infamous rallies that Trump had where the parents had a piece of tape. They made a circle. There was a circle on the shirt, but they brought just a piece of masking tape in. And once they got in so they couldn't, wouldn't get it confiscated, they put the one stripe of uh, tape to make the O into a Q. But as you see here, the screenshot of the time lapse here, there's an O next to a Q. And it's right underneath the shield with the plus. It's just really, really interesting to see these coincidences happen time and time and time again. So throw that in there. And for the ones who still say nothing's happening, I wanted to throw this in there. Q said arrest would happen first in Saudi Arabia and then in the U.S., it looks like they're not done arresting corrupt officials in Saudi Arabia, and they're not. There's an article here from Matters, which I'll also link. 298 public officials have been arrested in a new corruption probe in Saudi Arabia. Guys, the swamp runs deep and in multiple, multiple countries, and this is what we're dealing with. This is what we are dealing with. So it's coming. It's coming whenever it does happen. You know, it is what it is. Well, this is keep, uh, keep being patient. So last thing on the docket here, this is from XO News. This is the man I wanted to talk about in regards to his anti-gravity vehicle. His name is Otis T. Carr, and let's take a look at his story. I found this super fascinating, and guys, I've just been dying to do something different than politics. I've been wanting to get into aliens, the technology, the Project Looking Glass uh, Avenue, all that stuff. So this is kind of a, a little, uh, this is more for me than you. <laughs> so, But you guys will appreciate it, I'm sure. So let's take a look at this man's story here. A recent investigation conducted by a Michigan State University professor and a former secretary from the Department of Housing and Development, along with a team of PhD students, tracked down approximately $21 trillion that went missing and unaccounted for from the Department of Defense and the Department of Housing and Development. They discovered that the money was diverted to fund government black, pro black budget projects off the books with no congressional oversight. This black budget world has existed for many years. And this is when I bring up, ladies and gentlemen, the secret space programs that, that have been going on. This is what this is referring to. Programs that exist outside the public domain, which is what Q, that's, exact, that's an exact Q post. This is where this, these mon this money is going to. So it says, take the subject of anti-gravity. This is a field full of reputable scientists and scholars and real-world examples that have come not only from hard evidence, but from extremely credible witness testimony. This isn't the stuff of conspiracy theories or fringe science, but it is black budget. 
The technology developed under these programs could change the world, but instead, it's only used within the military-industrial complex for self-serving purposes. Efficient energy-generating devices that could eliminate the use of oil or any other modern-day fuel, any sorry, other modern-day fuel source for that matter, have been subjected to patent suppression. Any civilian who invests technology that rivals the black budget world is subject to harassment and great difficulty in getting their inventions out to the public. That's because these technologies have been classified for if they were made public, it would change everything and would severely threaten the tremendous amount of power and control the global elite has had over the population. And it makes absolute, absolute sense. I did the video of the man that made the, the vehicle where, the, where the, um, the fuel was water. And the part that I, that showed the man explaining exactly how this worked, YouTube wanted me to cut it out of my video, and, and they were saying it was copyright. But there was also other parts of other YouTube videos in the same video that I used that they did not have a problem with. It was only the part, coincidentally, that it was showing the, the man making the, the, the water cell that powered this vehicle. But just like him, he died in a weird way, just like many other scientists and many other inventors have just died and their patents disappeared. This is what this is referring to. In 1971, patents for solar photovoltaic generators were subject to review and possible restriction if the photovoltaics were more than 20% efficient. Why would higher energy efficiencies be a national security threat? We're talking about the suppression of solar technology that goes far beyond even the best commercial panels available today. Said former NASA astronaut Brian O'Leary about Frander devices, if these technologies were to be set free, Worldwide, the change would be profound. It would be applicable, applicable everywhere. These technologies are absolutely the most important thing that has happened in the history of the world. In the 1950s, there was a lot of media attention focused on the wave of UFO sightings, crash saucers, and aliens that have been recovered. It is very likely that the government or the military-industrial complex had obtained saucer technology by this time. A document in the CIA online reading room describes the German aeronautical engineer George Klein had been developing flying saucers from 1941 to 45. The document states the flying saucer reached an altitude of 12,400 meters within three minutes. That's insane. And a speed of 2,200 kilometers per hour. Klein emphasized that in in accordance with the German plans, the speed of these saucers would reach 4,000 kilometers per hour. Super, super fast. And they weren't fueled by fossil fuels. So where do they get the technology from? Do I have my little weird... Uh... There it is. <laughs> I'm on. I've been waiting to use that drop for a while. So there we have it. So um, in the late... Let's see here. Did I get to have my... Yes. So Otis T. Carr, who we were just re- uh, referenced in the beginning of the article, has similar, had similar claims. A protege of Nikola Tesla, Carr and his team had constructed a number of fully functional flying saucers in the 50s. He provided numerous public demonstrations and amassed millions of dollars from extremely wealthy people to further develop flying saucer technology. Carr's goal was to fly to the moon in his circular foil spacecraft on December 7th, 1959. The craft would be propelled by an artificial gravitic field and required no fuel. It would be powered by a Ultron electric accumulator, a sort of self-charging battery, utilizing the sun's electromagnetism. Carr claimed that a trip to the moon would only take a few hours. So if you can get to the moon in a few hours with anti-gravity, and this is with technology in the 50s, imagine what we have now, ladies and gentlemen. What do we have now? We can travel solar systems, planetary systems, 
and these guys were doing it in the 50s. What have we been... It's 2020 now. Can you imagine what there is out there now? In the late 1950s, cars company OTC Enterprises Incorporated published a statement in the Baltimore Enterprise newspaper that they were ready to build a flying saucer that was capable of travel outside the Earth's atmosphere and were looking for a $20 million in funding. Shortly thereafter, though, Carr's laboratory was forcibly shut down, claiming that Carr's project would destroy the monetary system of the United States. Federal agents confiscated his equipment and all documentation. Of course it would. Something like this would change the big time, the big time elite. People would not have to get fuel from these fossil fuels. So, of course, the government stepped right in and shut him down. Carr was heavily criticized, ridiculed, and made a fool by the press. In January 1961, the Attorney General of New York, Louis J. Lefkowitz, what a surprise, from New York, stated that Carr had swindled investors out of $50,000. Later that year, the True Magazine labeled Carr a hoaxer, and by then his laboratory had been destroyed and Carr's group of engineers had been ordered to disband and cease contact with one another. It is clear that this was a coordinated government effort to shut Carr down. Such advanced scientific developments are reserved only for the black budget world. Carr was convicted and denied an appeal for his crime. He could not afford to pay the fine. So what did he do? He had to serve part of a 14-year jail term. After that, little is known about what became of either Carr himself or the craft, but they never flew again. Carr is reported to have suffered from ill health, a broken man, he passed away in Gardnerville, Nevada in 2005. And it's a really sad story. The man's, the man's legacy was stolen from the powers that be. From, from the thing, from, this, is, this is a story that I've heard from multiple whistleblowers, multiple people, multiple document, documentaries. They all say the same. They all say the same thing. It's really sad. But I wanted to get that in there, show everybody that... Uh, we can talk something different than politics lately. So that's where we're at with everything. So that is going to be the episode today. Thank you for uh, watching. Thank you for listening out there on the podcast. Thank you for all the support. You guys have been absolutely fantastic. So go to the webpage, Woke Society slash YouTube, and like, share, subscribe, tell your friends and family. Check out the Patreon, my website, with the links to the podcasting platforms. My crazy new shop that you guys can buy merch from and my bitch you if you don't want to support YouTube. So that is that. So thank you everybody for joining today. You guys have been fantastic. Stay safe. Stay warm. We'll see what the, uh, what the world brings us later. And maybe we'll get some new key drops. That would be great. So until then, 